coming to you live from our new bee farm. I'm, ow, I'm Johanna Stauffer, uh, and with me as always is a ah, complete failure to think this through. And this, frick, this is the mildly alarming podcast. Episode 777, Checkmate Atheists. Welcome back, everybody, to the Mildly Alarming Podcast. I'm Tom Rich. And I'm Johanna Stauffer. And we are just pleased as peaches to have you here. How pleased are peaches? They're very pleased. I feel like we have this exact conversation with slightly different words at the beginning of virtually every episode. No, that's not true. Okay. Uh, so we got a couple of shout outs before we get into the main topic today. First up, uh, somebody uh, at my work indicated they were going to listen. So we're going to call that person Raul. So Raul, thank you for tuning in. We really Hi, appreciate it. Thanks. Raul's a girl. That's a terrible name for a girl. I'm sorry, yeah. Raul. Yeah, her parents were cruel and you malicious. Could, you could just go by something else. No. I mean, if you were really concerned, you could you could even have your name changed legally so your your license would no longer say Raul on it. Nope. 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 No? Raul is, uh, doesn't want to dishonor her family. So. Always and forever Raul. Yep. So she's just going to stay Raul. Gaz Raul. It's like the Bizarro Universe version yeah. of Batman's yeah, yeah. whatever. I'm sure. I'm sure if Raul actually bothered to tune in, like she's gone now. Like after that yeah. intro bit, like I wouldn't stick around. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Tom's like, we have one more listener. How could I ruin this? I know your name is Raul now. Well, we we always give people code names on the show. Yeah, but <laughs> come on. What would do you want me to give a better code name? I don't know what their actual name is, so I have no frame of reference. Neither. Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> Some stranger in the hallway, you're just like, hey, listen to my podcast. And they're like, please get away from me, creepy guy. <laughs> I'll do it. Just leave me alone. <laughs> Not even in the hallway, like in the parking structure, in the basement of the parking structure. <laughs> listen to my podcast. Oh, no. I'm desperate. <laughs> Love me. <laughs> oh, Raul. We'll have such lovely times. Wow. So that was the first thing, the first <laughs> shout out we had to do. Uh, what was our second one there? Oh, yeah, we, we have received our first ever email communication from a listener. Um, so we're really excited about that. And we wanted to give him a shout out. Is it is it um, is the is the person who emailed us your mom? Yes. Oh, oh, I was I was being like an like 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 I was a mean kid on Xbox Live. That was what I was going for there. No, it's but, totally my but mom. that was actually it. Thanks, mom. Yeah, thanks. Nice email. Th thank you, Mrs. Stauffer, for listening to our podcast. It was a very nice email. It was a very and kind it was email. totally my mom, and we're not making this. Yeah, up. This our is... first ever listener interaction via email was from my mom. Yep, we're uh, we're successful. I mean, I guess you could no, nope, that's not fair. I was going to say you could sort of call interactions with people who have been guests on the podcast uh -huh. listener, but it would be like after the fact, like they became listeners if they chose to listen to the episode that they recorded with yeah. us, which 
I don't know if that's been confirmed. No, in wait. Case. No, Corey said he'd listened already, and I emailed him, so that was like an accidental listener interaction. Yeah, there via we go. Email. It's, yeah. Second, still we, thanks, mom. We got two. Yeah, thanks, Mister. Uh, also, next time I come over, could you make like the, the that that good food you make because it's great. I'm a child. She can't hear you to respond right now. Like, what? This is live. <laughs> but she'd still have to call in. <laughs> We should do a call-in show sometime. That sounds like way too much work for me and virtually probably less work for you. It's not any work at all for me because I don't even have to write. I don't <laughs> exactly. even have to pretend to write exactly. an outline. <laughs> you monster. Uh, so anyway, uh, welcome to the show, the Mildly Lemon Podcast. I'm Tom. He's Johannes. We talk about board games. Uh, Sometimes. Beard games. Uh like uh, Wooly Willy? Is that a, yeah, a beard Wooly game? Wooly Willy would be a beard game. Or like if you play um, Tingly Tangly, that's a beard game. Is that a thing? Yeah. I don't believe you. That's when two guys with beards get their beards tangled together and have to extract them within a certain amount of time. That sounds unpleasant. Whichever team gets out disentangled fastest is the winner. There's a t- There are teams? Yeah. You're on oh, a team oh, with- oh, I get it. Yeah, you're on a team with the guy you're tangled up with. And I then- guess, yeah. You couldn't have a, a winner, I guess, if it was one versus the other. Cause yeah, because they get disentangled. They every- every- no, it's... Everybody wins. Everybody wins when you play Tingly Tangly. It's a, it's a great game for, like, elementary schoolers with beards. <laughs> so, like, like Eastern European elementary schoolers? Sure, why not? Yeah. See, the joke is that... Probably racism. It's not racism. Because really they're a... from Europe. They're, they're not a race. I was say, that's not, is that really a race? Is Eastern European a race? I don't know. I don't know either. This is probably not an okay conversation to nope. have. I guess, well, I guess Eastern European Slavic, maybe. That would be, that's a race, right? Are the Slavs a race? I don't actually. Or are they an ethnicity? Or is that the same thing? I don't know. I should look it up. Yep. Not going to. Really should have looked it up before this conversation took place no, I to think, be recorded and posted on the internet. I think the show is better when we don't check our facts ahead of time and we just blunder blindly into whatever... A morass of offense we can find. I agree. You clearly think that the show is better <laughs> that way. Well, what do you think makes the show better? I don't know. Maybe getting to the topic. What's the topic? I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, that's going to be a problem. I didn't write it down. <laughs> so today's topic, uh, our segment one title is called Stop, Collaborate, and Listen. This is the subtitle, Ice is Back with a Brand New Invention. Yeah. Okay. Because we're talking about Vanilla Ice today. Oh no! It's like the, it's like the Snoop Dogg podcast all over again, <laughs> except white. Right. So it's like the Snoop Dogg podcast all over again. I don't follow. He's a white guy. You are confused. No, Snoop Dogg's totally a white guy. Uh huh. Listen, I read it on a mid '90s GeoCities page. It's a hundred percent legit. Okay. I was going to tell you a story about a blues musician who I thought was white, and then someone convinced me they were black, and then it turns out they're actually white, but you wouldn't know who that person is. So who was it? Now you've heard the story. Who was a musician? Lay it on me. I actually don't remember who it is now. Because I know a surprising amount about blues musicians. I would be surprised. But we, you don't know the name, so we can't. I, like, I know the name, but I can't think of it. Like I knew it before I began <laughs> right, that right. story, and now it has left it's my just mind. It's gone, and now we just... We we'll probably should move on from this. Like, this he's topic. one of my favorite musicians. I have a lot of his music. Is it, sh- is it Sean Cullen? No. That's what I got. Is he related to Edward Cullen? Yeah, he's his dad. So they're vampires? Yeah. Cool. He's a vampire blues musician. That's pretty cool, I guess. That's kind of neat. Actually, that wasn't really a funny joke, because I think Sean Cullen committed suicide. 
I don't know. What is... You're the worst. <laughs> so wh- why is our, our uh, segment actually called Stop, Collaborate, and Listen, Ice is Back with a brand new invention? I wish I... Something wish... hold of me tightly, etc. I wish I knew the rest of the more lines. Something, that. something daily and nightly, but I don't, I don't Why care. do you know so much about Vanilla Ice? <laughs> I honestly couldn't tell you. Fair enough. So our, that's, we called it Stop, Collaborate, and Listen, Ice is Black, back, black with a brand new invention. <laughs> uh... Because we wanted to talk about team games. Uh, we don't talk about those too often. Uh, cause, uh, so really, collaborate was the only part of that that had anything to do with the topic at hand. Well, no. First, people have to stop whatever they were doing to listen to us. What if they were already collaborating? Or play the game. But then they have to collaborate. No, they got to stop whatever they're doing to play the game. And then they have to collaborate. But so you, you could have used that Queen song, play the game, everybody play the game. I don't know that one. Of love. The only Queen song I know is the one where he's screaming about wanting to ride his bicycle. You know, it goes like bicycle, bicycle. I think you mean Bohemian Rhapsody. No, I'm uh, thinking of a sepulcher. I hate you. <laughs> uh, so we're one of our team games. What makes for good team games? Are team games interesting? Uh, is there some dynamic among the team members that makes it better? Uh, are team games even good? What is good? Anyway, what does it really mean to be good? What is the path to a good life? Uh, and other such Aristotelian Coens. That went from, like, regular boring to deep and boring pretty quickly. Have you met me? I regret it every day I wake up. I know, right? You had the opportunity. You could have... I had the opportunity not to have met you. Yes, you could have closed your Star Trek novel and walked away. (laughs) But no, you had to talk about data for 45 minutes. And here we are. I actually think I approached you, which doesn't, you know, make it any better on my part, but... See, I remember... I thought I'd approach... I thought you were reading the Star Trek novel. I think we were both reading Star Trek novels. (laughs) It sounds about right. I know we had met before that, though... Because I read a short story I wrote to the class, and you were like, why aren't you the main character in your short story if you're going to be a character in it at all? I'm like, that's a good point, but you've hurt my feelings, so now I'm going to go hide in the bathroom. (laughs) Which is more or less how... I'm surprised you remembered that, because every other time you've brought up that we've met before, it's been the, the something I shouted about not knowing about Star Trek. Oh, yeah. Except I wasn't talking to you. You were talking I was to talking somebody to else. Trevor you, Sherwood, who you, may or may not be alive. And that was may or may not have been his real name. Yeah. Uh, you, no, you yelled You yelled to somebody, oh, look, it's Mr. Plays Star Trek, but knows nothing about it. Man, I was a play dick. You were. I know, right? The other time I'd heard of, heard of you back in the day was in first grade. Oh, no. When I was, I was walking on the playground somewhere, and I heard the... Uh, the Parapro, which for those who aren't in places where they're called Parapros, is the playground monitor. Yeah. Uh, yell, Johannes, stop kicking people or something like that. And I'm like, Johannes is an unusual name. I shall carry on about my business. And I have no recollection of that happening, mm-hmm. but based on both my track record as a student throughout my entire life and our Parapros at mm-hmm. Dexter, uh, I probably wasn't kicking Anyone Anybody. or kicking at all? Well, I was probably sitting by myself. You were well, but you were you were like seven foot eight in the first grade. Yeah, so. I have shrunken slightly since. Yeah, then. it was it was easy to accuse you of kicking people. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, the huge guy. Of course, he would be kicking smaller children. That why wouldn't he? I've read stories about giants. They're always mean. They're always kicking stuff. Also, I'm an adult and he's bigger than me, and that makes me feel inadequate. I'm afraid it, about my place in the universe. Remember in fifth grade when the uh, when the the principal made me sit on the stage throughout the entire lunch period because I laughed near yes. her. Yes, I remember that. 
That's been like my entire experience of authority figures uh, in an education environment. Just randomly and capriciously mean to you? Like I was pulled out as an adult, as a like 21 or 22 year old, was pulled out of my paramedic class mm-hmm. by the instructor who told me, don't talk to my students that way. And I had literally said zero words to any students for the last 30 minutes. And I was like, Eric, I literally don't know what you're talking about. And he was like... Don't give me that. If you talk to one of my students like that again, I will throw you out of my class. And I was like, Eric, I am one of your students, and I literally don't know what you're talking about. And he wouldn't back down. And I got severely chastised, sort of in front of the class of also adults, just like halfway around a uh, an ambulance. Mm-hmm. Not really like, it was awesome. I just love school. It's been the best experience of my life. God, can you imagine if that were true? <laughs> you would have a bad life. I, I would, yeah. It, I, yeah. See, I don't understand how a teacher gets to the point where they have to, like, do that. Because, like, I am me. And for those of you that don't know me, I am about four foot two and about <laughs> 30 pounds if you give me a 28-pound weight to carry. So I'm a little guy. I'm a little tiny man. I got a scruffy beard. Uh, I got a little mustache going on. I'm just not a big person. And I teach English, like one of the weenier subjects. It could only be worse if I taught, you know, Fortran. I was going to say humanities, but I'll take Fortran. English is one of the humanities. I teach the humanities. No, but like if you just taught the class humanities. Is that a a class anywhere? In high school. Oh, yeah. No, I don't teach high school. You couldn't pay me to do that. Also, I'd just like to apologize on behalf of Tom, who doesn't know what he's talking about, to one of our listeners who is, well, there's more than one, but Mm -hmm. one of them who interacts with us on Twitter, who uh, regularly writes code in Fortran. Oh, really? For a pretty, like, high-power research job. Oh, wow. I I thought Fortran wasn't a code, or a, uh, like, a programming language that was used anymore. I thought it was completely obsolete. It's very old, but mm-hmm. has, has been through several several iterations. So, for instance, you no longer have to use punch cards. That's good. Yeah. That's probably yeah. for the best. So I apologize to that person, too. I was <laughs> I was just looking for something completely obscure. Anyway, you're a weenie. Continue with the story about your weenitude. Right. I'm just a little tiny man, and I have never once had a problem, like, maintaining order and decorum in a classroom. Like... Sometimes students are on their phones or whatever, but like we get through the material and people don't just, it's not, it's not hard to talk about the stuff I want to talk about. I don't understand. I don't understand instructors that lose control of their classrooms. Well, I don't think he really lost control. I just felt it was, so for one thing, we're now almost 15, almost 15 minutes in Mm -hmm. and talking about nothing. Uh, He, he hadn't really lost control, but it was like his first... So I've told you, but I don't know if I've ever talked Mm -hmm. about it on the air, that my paramedic class, um, my EMT class, and then my paramedic class, um, our actual instructor, who was great, got fired two Mm -hmm. weeks into the course, and they never told us why. And then over the rest of the course, we had 14 different instructors. That's a lot. So at no point did any of the teachers really know exactly what was going on in the mm-hmm. class. And the guy who because ended up teaching you? it was, was this guy. This was his first time ever teaching. He was a road mm-hmm. medic and a good road medic. He'd been, he'd been working as a medic for like 15 or 20 years. And he knew his stuff out in the field, but he never taught before. And mm-hmm. so this was just like a, how do I do this? What am I doing? I have been thrown into this. What do I do situation for him? So that was part of it. And then my class was garbage. Mm-hmm. Just, just 
absolute garbage. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot think of very many people in that class who I would want to spend any amount of time with for any reason. And I sure hope they're not listeners. I don't care. They can go <laughs> straight to hell. And the uh, one of them was this girl who had no right to be in any sort of profession at all. Mm-hmm. I don't care. But certainly not life-saving. And... I think she had said something to him. She was somehow involved in the lack of any altercation that took place before he talked to me. Mm-hmm. This is the same girl who, when we were learning how to apply a C collar, which is the collar that immobilizes your neck, like the cervical vertebra in your spine, we had to show how to put them onto another student. But you're not supposed to actually put it onto another student because it actually puts a lot of stress. It holds your neck in traction. Sure. And she forced another student's neck into this thing in such a way that the girl had to leave class and go to the emergency room. So you're, like, supposed to, like, put it on loosely and show how you would clip it? Yeah, this is how it would work, but don't actually, like, extend it. And she, like, not only put it on way too tight, but I think they were extendable Mm -hmm. for for different lengths of neck. Put it on for a way way too big a person. But, like, we're doing this in groups, and, like, the the instructor's walking around grading us as we go. And I was in this girl's group, and... As soon as I was done and, like, went to the restroom or sat down at my table or whatever, like, told everyone that I had done it and it was my fault, even though it had clearly been her and everyone who was there knew. And all I had done was been like, don't do that. You are going to hurt her. We're not supposed to extend the frickin' sea collars. So anyway, welcome to my life, everyone. That sounds great. So we have a... Uh, but at least you have a podcast. Less than... Yeah. I've really made it in the world. <laughs> <laughs> we now have less than 15 minutes to talk about w- collaborating team games have we ever played a team game yes what game space team <laughs> actually that's sort of true but space team space alert is also kind of a team game that's true yeah i mean are, are you making a distinction between te- are you saying team game is team versus team i'm not gonna lie cooperative i had general? about five minutes before i had to go into a meeting that i didn't want to go to to do this and uh, then i didn't look at it again okay but still, you could answer the question. I couldn't. When you say team game, I, you can answer this question. Mm-hmm. When I say team game, you say go. Team game. Go. Team game. Um, go. It, well, no, when I say team game, what do you think of? So I'm, think, I'm thinking like games where you've got multiple teams against you. I, I think if everybody's on one big team, that's co-op, I think. Like, okay, I think it's I a gotcha. fundamentally gotcha. different type of thing. But like if it's me and you against Gary and uh, Alphonse, okay. that's a team game. So a, uh, a, a co-op, well, okay. A game could conceivably become a team game, say, in... What's the game I hate that you like that I can never remember the name of? Eclipse. That's one of many. I know, that doesn't really help you at all. All of the ones I like, pretty much? Well, you like garbage because you, you're a bad person. You Eclipse like garbage because you're a bad person. Could come back. <laughs> Eclipse could be a team game if you're playing... True. It could be, is what, what I just said. Could be. Uh, could. That's, Jan that's, could be. That's what I say instead Attorney of could. <laughs> Jan. Is that Jan with a J or, or it's a, y? a It's Y-O-W-H-N. It's pronounced Jan, though. Horrifying. Eclipse could be a team game. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the... I always get these. There, there's diplomatic relations in the base yeah. game, and then there's actually alliances like coalition victories. I'd like to have diplomatic relations with her. Wink, wink. Because, like, it yeah. would... It would... Right. It would, you know, firm up my left flank so that I could engage in, you know, conflict on my right. Firm up your left flank. Yeah, you got to, you got your left flank's got to. I'd firm up her left flank. 
I don't. If but, you know what I mean, I, I don't. I, I don't have, either. I I don't know, but I'm. I'm I was little, hoping you could fill in some blanks and help me. I, I no, no no. I'm just yeah. I'm disappointed that you, my best of friends, will not help me firm up. Does her she left have flank. like scabies or something? Is I that what's firming up her flank? I, let's talk about something else. <laughs> Tom just looked over. Like, is my wife listening to this? Am I going to be in trouble later? Because I'm discussing firming up some mystery woman's left flank. You started it. You started it. I can't argue for or against that, actually. <laughs> but with a coalition victory, you're sort of on a team. But it's a mm-hmm. it's like a tenuous, terrifying team. Wherein, as in the one time when I have actually been in a situation where a coalition victory in Eclipse was a chance, the person I am in a coalition with could have enough points more than me that... It doesn't really hurt them to ditch the coalition and sure. screw me over and still win. Mm-hmm. I think that's the closest we've played to a team game. Mm-hmm. Okay. This was a bad segment idea. It was a terrible segment <laughs> idea, but I knew we'd talk about freaking karate or whatever for a half well, hour. it's not my fine. fault. It's your fault, largely. Not really. You, you... could have proofread it. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But um, I guess like... I don't know. I got nothing. I, I didn't. I didn't think. Well, so we right. talked about a little bit about this with Corey. Sure. Last week, a team game, I feel, can be difficult. And so, so he, he was talking about his um his expansion for Gravwell, mm-hmm. wherein it's now kind of three on three, right? Yeah. The yeah, aliens yeah. are coming from the warp gate toward sure. the singularity, and the humans are coming from the singularity trying to get out the warp gate. So there's an aspect of team play there, but then there's also not. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like, and this is an unfinished, in the works, and we didn't even get all the details, mm-hmm. expansion for, this, this is clearly not out yet. Um, but I, I felt like, you know, if an alien gets back first, that doesn't mean the aliens win. That still just means that alien won, mm-hmm. right? So it's sort of team and it's sort of not. But the question I asked him was, how do you fix the fact that it's now unbalanced? Because we've played with the idea of team games, but we're always reticent to design. And, and this is probably why you don't often see team games. Um, to, 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 to design games that require an evenly matched set of players. Sure. Because you don't want to be like... Have have a game group sit down and and say okay what do you guys want to play and they'll they're like we really want to play two headed ogre but there's only three of us and it doesn't function with three players it requires an even number of players because right. it's a team game yeah that is a problem I don't know that there's a way around it though I guess we can flip that around is there anything about a team that would be interesting enough to justify that disadvantage like is there something about having to coordinate with another player to do your stuff that would add th- something that you would then want to, you know, that would add enough that you would want to bother with it. I mean, we've talked about a game called Two Headed Ogre we want to make where you're each, your teams of two, each player controlling one head of an ogre and uh, trying to coordinate your actions such to move your ogre around the arena and bash the other guy in. Is there something about that that's intriguing enough to make it worthwhile to requiring four players? Um... Probably. You know what I, I just realized hmm. uh, uh, um, is that we have played a team game. We've probably played a few, um, but they're more often than not party games. Oh, that's a good point. So Cranium can be a team game. 
We played Taboo at work just the other day um, for a holiday party. Yeah. I guess Taboo's a I, I don't know that I've actually ever it played. It was a team. Taboo, there were teams. But I, I believe you. Um, uh, we, we've played two of, of, uh, of Devin's games. Um, um, Codenames is a team game. Yeah, Codenames. Codenames is good. And what's the, the charades on steroids one? Oh, Monikers? Monikers is a yes. team game. So it seems like team games almost seem to be exist in a zone where you want them so that the people who are less enthusiastic about the game can participate but not have to lead. Not be forced to participate too much. Right, right. They can kind of modulate their 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 participation to where they're comfortable. Uh, that might be part of what makes a team game work. So in that, a team game is actually a decent introduction to games for a person who's unsure whether or not they like them. Right. Uh, I don't know how good an introduction I don't know that it would ever draw somebody who wasn't into games into it off the deep end into, you know, games we like. But uh, Ladies and Gentlemen is a team game. Ladies and Gentlemen is a team game. Only yeah. teams of two, but teams versus teams. And that, that one actually does require even... So you could get away with code names with mismatched teams mm-hmm. without too big... I mean, you at the end, whoever lost, if they were the smaller team, they'd be like, well, yeah, you had more people. But that's kind of what you expect out yeah, of that sort of party if, game. If somebody would say that, you wouldn't play with them. Well, no, you probably would because you're playing charades or mm-hmm. whatever like who cares you're probably at that point i care winning is all that matters you're, at that point you're either and here's a problem with that sort of game maybe mm-hmm. more with party games than with team games but at that point you're probably more convincing a group of of people who are already into board games to play a party game than you are inducting a group of as yet, like g- g- gamers into <laughs> games, right? I love how sinister you make that, right? As though we're drawing them into our Blake cult. It pretty much is that herald the end times. Uh, here's a board game geek list that that says Sails of Glory is a team game. I guess yeah, you could do that you if each person a controls team. a ship. We've yeah. never done that because we don't have very many friends or I ships. Why we don't have very many. Uh, well, it's mostly because you think that it's okay to greet people just by punching them really hard in the neck. How else would you greet a person? I used to have a friend who would taco neck you if you ate tacos with him. I don't know what that is, but I hate it. So you know how when you eat a taco, you kind of you, you might have to tilt your neck to bite at it a you, little bit? You could just, okay. But you might, depending on how one, you eat the taco. One might. One might. So you wait until the person you're with tilts their neck to and they expose the big you know the side of their neck because it stretches out uh-huh. and then you yell taco neck and karate chop them <laughs> in the exposed neck and that's you just taco neck them that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard and i hang out with you a lot and you say a lot of stupid things i didn't i never Listen, taco necked anybody I, yeah, was I, my don't, old I don't roommate. believe that even for a second and i don't actually know if he really did because i never ate tacos with him because well <laughs> me might taco neck you yeah you don't want that that seems like a reasonable uh excuse not to eat tacos with this person you don't want to get taco necked no no one would want that what if somebody did what if somebody get an email next week that's like i want to be taco necked would you guys taco neck me and I'll be like, I don't know, can you fly us to California? Why is he in California? Who? Where else would a person want to be taco-necked? Nevada. Fair enough. Will you fly us to Nevada or California? I live in Idaho, though. I don't. Why would you want to go to one of those places? Because we don't want to meet you. You want to be taco-necked, you freak. <laughs> also, we don't want to go to Idaho, either. We're afraid of potatoes. <laughs> they killed all those Irish people. Well... <laughs> Their absence did. God, that wasn't okay. We can't make that joke. I have no problem with that joke. Don't we have Irish listener? Yeah. 
what's your point? They might be mad at us. They didn't die from the potato famine. Listen, it goes back to the top of the episode. Apparently, you can't be racist against Europeans. So it's fine, right? Like That's... the Irish. They're just, you, whatever. They're just, they're just, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable. So do you have anything to add to no, our, that our was, that barely was a, even a terrible cogent podcast. attempt at team game talk? Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, I like I, I like the idea of team games more than I like the implementation. Have I brought cases. brought up on the air yet? The uh, I'm I was going to call it a theory, but it seems pretty much to be established fact at this point that that every other episode is awful. Every other episode is garbage. Just don't even listen to the, what the even number ones. The even numbered ones. Yeah, this is going to be an even number one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's going to be great. Trust me. Sure, it's going to be great. You well, believe it. Next segment, we're going to do a review of a local restaurant that most of you don't have any access to. <laughs> Great so, podcasting. So return for that. And if in the meantime, wait, no, that's not my job. It's yours. Yeah. In the meantime, if whatever Tom was about to say, you could tell us on Twitter <laughs> at mildly alarming. You could send us an email at mildly alarming show You're at gmail.com. You're not even going to fill us in on what it was. Nope. Mildly alarming show at gmail.com. You could send us whatever. Or on the website at www.mildlyalarming.com. Or you could go to your local establishment, find a person, call them Brookfield, and uh, call us on the phone. <laughs> How? They don't have our number. It's 734 uh, 846. Wow. It's the phone number you'll want to call. Oh, wow. I don't think we can actually get away with that. I think Jenny's law is still in effect. It's fine. It's my dad's number. It's still, like, I don't think you can use just a legit number on the air. Oh, well. I'm going to have to bleep that. I hope you bleep it out then. What if I don't? Your dad will be so mad. He will not be really very happy about He will about kill that. you. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I might be dying soon. Or you could do the first thing that Tom never told you what it was. Anyway, we'll be right back. Hi. I'm Lon Keith, a minor character from an obscure episode of TV's Bonanza, and I've been transported into your world through some sort of highfalutin time stream nonsense. I don't really understand it, because in my world I only exist to try to talk Andy McCarran out of his land so I can open a silver mine. That's it. One episode and not really a great one at that. My point is that Lon Keith is not exactly cut out for your modern world. I mean, nothing about me should make you think of, hmm, this fella definitely knows how to go down to Starbucks and check Facebook on his iPad. So if somebody could undo whatever was done to bring me here, I'd be much obliged. Is that even possible? I wouldn't know. I'm Lon Keith. Welcome back to the Mildly Alarming Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that allows Tom to be one of the hosts. I'm Johanna Stauffer. And I'm Tom. For good reason. <laughs> Welcome back. We're glad to have you. Glad you stuck it out after whatever happened in the first half of the show. It was a disaster. It was fine. Okay, fine. If this were Soviet Russia, we would have been sent to the gulag for that. <laughs> Whatever. We may be sent to the gulag anyway. We don't have gulags. Yeah, they're going to come find us, and, and they're going to make a gulag. Just for us? Just for us. Well, it wouldn't be so bad. At least it wouldn't be crowded. That's a very good point, actually. Like, I'll mine for some uranium ore or whatever. As long as there's not other people around? Yeah, I don't care for them. The uranium ore or the other people? Yep. Listen. Where would we put gulags? Would it be like in Alaska? That seems like a pretty good start. Is there uranium in Alaska for us I to don't know. mine in our gulag? We can't talk about this anymore or we're actually going to get shut down by the government. <laughs> if you 
say gulag backwards, it's galoog. <laughs> Quit being such a galoog. Dirty galoog. Wow. Why'd you have to go bring race into it? I got, I got galoog all over my hands. I gotta go wash up. Disgusting. I went down to the mechanic that said my car is out of galoog. It's going to be $500 to put more in. Like, it wouldn't be that expensive if you'd done the regular, regularly scheduled maintenance and gotten a galoog top-up every, you know, well, 5,000 miles. But you had to wait, and now they have to drain all the old galoog that's left. Well, but there's nothing to tell you that. There's yeah, there no, should be a galoog There's no meter. warning. It just, it just keeps going and going and going. Unless you're on top of it watching your odometer, you're never going to know when you need to update your galoog. The whole thing's a racket. It, probably, it is. You probably don't need new galoog. They just want your money. Yeah, you probably, but then the one time you go long on it and your engine falls apart because yeah. you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't freshen your galoog. Yeah, it's a real problem. It, it's a mess. It's, it's just bad. You know, I was over at my in-law's place and I had to totally rebuild their computer because they didn't get the Galoog update <laughs> and it just viruses everywhere. Well, I'll bet. Yeah, that Galoog update, like normally, like I'm skeptical. It whenever... prompts you every time. Like, it's yeah. just like, it's please constant. update your Galoog. And I'm like, whatever. Yeah, you're always bugging me. And I, I put it off, put it off. But this one, like I saw a thread on Reddit about it. It was like, update yeah. your Galoog or on, you're going to get... Our, on our Galoog. Yeah, on our Galoog. And I'm like, yeah, I better update my Galoog then. Like, these guys usually know what they're talking about. They're practically Galoog fanatics, but they, they do know what... They they know their Galoog they, stuff. Yeah, they do. They do definitely when it comes to Galoogs. know their Galoog. You know, I... Uh, I we made we made pizza the other night. We yeah. got a, it was like a DiGiorno thing because mm-hmm. you know we didn't want to cook. Uh, we both had a long day, and uh, I put it in the fridge and went to eat it. Um, you know, a day or two later, right. freaking galoog all over it, all over, Gl- it. grew right in there. I wrapped it in tin foil, everything. Galoog. Well, tin foil doesn't seal real well. You probably need to get some of that, uh, you know, Tupperware or, yeah. or something similar that know, really seals. You know, normally I would, but I thought you know for two days, like. You shouldn't have gotten galoog that fast. Yeah, it's true. Well, they make this galoog cleaner for your fridge that uh, so oh. sometimes it's just in there. You know, it grows from spores. Oh, so you're, you're thinking I, I had some galoog like left or like maybe from the pumpkin pie or something? Yeah, or like on an old piece of lasagna. Because I know that pumpkin... Because I know you, you do that trick where you keep an old piece of lasagna in the back of your fridge to keep the smell away. Yeah, you don't. You don't? Well, my wife doesn't like it. She's into more organic things. So we're using oh, like right, a right. gourd or whatever, and, cut in the shape of a lasagna. And, and, and you only make you you don't believe in making lasagna with tin foil in it, no. like I do. Because well, no. well, that's how they made it in the old country. In the old country, and that's how my my nana used to do it. So I, I've done it that way to this very day. <laughs> it's understandable, right? It's a right. family heirloom. Yeah, kinda. you're not heirloom, but you know tradition. Tradition, yeah. yeah the the tin foil and the lasagna. Uh, but you got to keep that galoog out one way or the other. So, right, right. so you can buy this this cleaner that's specifically for it's a lot of work, uh-huh. but it's worth it if you have that sort of problem. You got to take everything out sure. of the fridge and you take you spray the galoog cleaner everywhere and you, you, you scrub it down mm-hmm. and and then no more no more galoog. How long does it take? Do you have to like let it set for a while? Or? No, no, you can put all the food right back in as soon as you're done wiping oh, it down. Okay, wonderful. Wonderful. Yep. I'll have to yep. try that. Just with like a wet piece of dog hair and <laughs> Or cat hair, I hear, works in a pinch. <laughs> Probably. But I, I see now, you would think, but I've heard that in a lot of cases, cat hair is a major carrier of Galoog. Like, it's not, it's up in the air, like it might be a certain breed or something. It but, must be. But I, it's, it's a worry people have. Yeah. That. Especially around the litter box, you'll mm-hmm. get uh, a real outbreak of Galoog. And that can be bad for the binding on your uh, your manuals. 
that you keep. Yeah. Glue get eats right through the, yeah. the binding glue. Yeah, the, the glue, it, it's what breaks out. Like, the paper's fine, but the pages all fall right yeah, out. It's a, it's a real mess. You don't want that. So you got to use staples. It's key. Yeah. Staple it. <laughs> Even numbered episodes, folks. Just stay away. Stay away. They are full to the top. With galoog. Just, it's coming out your speakers right now. You're going to want to wash. Because, well, because the problem really is that if you haven't been keeping your clothes in a closet with some, some hickory, you know, the wood. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, the galoog gets into it, and then there's no getting it back out. And right. And it's just going to smell of galoog forever. And it's not going to last more than five years. Total. It's a real problem. Like, you yeah. don't have to replace your uh, your clothes that often. No, you don't want that. That's too that's too frequent to be replacing clothes, especially given that for most of that, you're going to smell like galoog everywhere you go. And you'll be, like, at a job interview, and you'll be like, why does that guy reek of galoog? And you'll well, be like... So the, there's... A, I, I was going to call it a company, but it's really a family that does this, and they've been doing it for uh-huh. generations. Um, and they, they sell little um, carved wooden hickory uh, busts in the shape of Andrew Jackson. Okay. Old hickory. Sure. Uh, and, and you can put them in your closet. <clears throat> you can put them in your closet with your clothes to keep the galoog from eating through the fabric. Right, right, right. Well, that's good. Uh, that's that's very important because it, it's it's also very appropriate that they would use a bust of Andrew Jackson uh, uh, to prevent galoog because he had a real problem with galoog throughout oh, yeah? his life. Like, well, because you know he was captured by the British as a young man during the Revolutionary War uh-huh. and. They actually made him clean the galoog out of their uniforms, like the officers. It's terrible. And so he had this aversion to it for his whole life, but he was just plagued with it. He couldn't get away from it for whatever reason. Like it just it just infested him. Like and and some some theories that he like he kept a lot of heirlooms Mm -hmm. from his earlier battles and whatnot, and they had galoog in them, and so he never really got rid of it, and it just kept kind of paying it forward to his new clothes or his refrigerator or whatever he had. some scholars even think that his hickory cane that he carried, which is where he got his nickname, Old Hickory, mm-hmm. uh, had galoog in it. And that seems weird because hickory normally keeps the galoog away, but it might have been like a rare strain of North American galoog. Mm. And that uh, <laughs> was, what <laughs> was what brought the galoog into Andrew Jackson's life. Now, Interestingly, after Jackson left the White House, Martin Van Buren came in, mm-hmm. and he had the whole white inside of the house burnt. Like, only the shell remained, and he had it rebuilt because he wanted to get the galoog out. He was very fancy, you see, and he didn't want anything to do with any galoog. Well, I heard that the British, uh, during the War of 1812, would actually make prisoners of war um, scrub the galoog from the hulls of their ships. Uh-huh. And, and and it was a real problem uh because they, they would die, you know, they're underneath a ship. Mm-hmm. You can't breathe underwater. Plus, there's all that galoog, which it's, is it's terrible everywhere. for your lungs, even if the ships had been in dry dock. Right, but you can breathe it. Right. And so they would put their faces into the galoog and breathe in, but it's horrible for it's them. It's terrible for But you. they're going to drown if they don't. Right. It's like, do, do I, do I want to die right now from inhaling a load of water into my lungs? Or like in 10 years from all the galoog that's just up yeah. in there? Because it gets into the lung and it just builds up and eventually it permeates the lung wall and gets into the surrounding organs. And that's where you have your problem. Because you, then you're trying to breathe through like your spleen and your aorta and it just doesn't work. It doesn't work, work out. And, and well, I, I, I've heard and it's, it's rumor. It can't be proven. Mm-hmm. But uh, that 
the British brought so much galoog over on their ships, just just purely by accident from mm. their dirty island nations, <laughs> that uh, even uh, James Madison, who was president at the time, uh-huh. died of of galoog in his lungs. Well, that was the final cause of his. You death. know, they have often thought that about Madison. It can't yeah. be proven, right? Because his body shot into space after he was buried and was never seen again, and so yeah. we can't exhume him and check. But there's no way thought. to know. Yeah, but you know what's what's interesting is that you you say the British brought all of the galoog over by accident but there it was at the time in british cuisine a spice i thought you were going to say an early form of chemical warfare but their food is just so disgusting that it might as well be a form of chemical warfare. sure uh it was a spice just called the king's own oh and nobody knows what it is because you weren't allowed to write down the recipe because it belonged to the king uh under the doctrine of um rights and propers and so it's never been recorded what it was, but there's been a lot of scholarly work on it, and it may just have been that the British were grinding up and sprinkling galoog on their food. Wow. And How have they survived for so long? It explains the teeth. It explains a lot about the teeth. It explains the accent. It explains uh, just a lot about what's going on. But, you know, if you take an island full of people, such as England mm-hmm. and the Britons, and you... You feed them galoog over an extended period of time, you're going to breed them for a hardy sort that can survive that one particular horrific, you know, culinary decision, which is, you know, putting powdered food into your mouth. Yeah. Powdered galoog on toast and eating it every day for breakfast. Yeah. Uh, So that might be the case. (laughs) (laughs) What what, uh, what time are we at here? Good Lord. Oh, my Lord. We just spent like 12 minutes, 11 minutes on that. On Galoog? On Galoog. Well, it's an important topic. We wouldn't want our our readers to be uh, ignorant of the effects of Galoog. Well, those of us in our age group must remember that toy company from our childhood. You'd always hear it at the end of the the, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was G.I. Joe or or whatever, but it was, you know, new from Galoog. Yeah, yeah, they well they were named after it because back in the day they were a major supplier of Galoog. Right, but they had to stop when it was uh, outlawed. It's one of those weird companies that kept you know, they kept their their yeah yeah. Well, it was it was outlawed by Dwight David Eisenhower, right? Uh, because uh, Galoog poisoning is actually what made his hair fall out. Wow, that's why he was bald. Yeah, and that's why he hated John F. Kennedy because Kennedy had a luxurious. Uh, I think you mean John F. Kennedy, right? A luxurious and thick mane of hair, like yeah. a lion's yeah. crest. And his crusade against Galoog has been carried on to this day by Rowdy Roddy Piper. (laughs) Uh, This has been our segment about recycled jokes. Welcome. So uh, this segment uh, is about an establishment that puts no Galoog on its food. JR's hometown bar and grill in Milan, Michigan. It remains to be seen. That's true. I haven't had diarrhea yet, but it could happen. It could happen at any second. And here we go. Wait, no? with the diarrhea or the review of the restaurant? Review of the restaurant. So we're going to do we're going to uh, branch out a little bit on the podcast here and start doing reviews of restaurants that we eat at before we record the podcast. We, we eat at restaurants. I've got to say a lot. It's probably not comparatively all that. It's about much. once a week. Yeah, sometimes less. Yep, that's how it goes. Like a little less than once a week. Yep. But before we record, sometimes because yeah. uh, that's what we do. But anyway, we went to, today. We went to Jr's hometown bar and grill, which is in Milan, Michigan. Uh, which is where I live. Uh, there's also ones in other parts of Michigan. It's really only in Michigan. There's nowhere else you can go and find it. But a lot of them in weird parts of Michigan. They're mostly in the Ann Arbor area, but there's one in Petoskey. I don't know why. 
And there's none in Ann Arbor. No. Because, well, it's hard to get property in Ann Arbor. It's expensive. Okay. Like, it would be expensive for JR to buy a lot of land and build a JR's hometown bar and grill there. Anyway, <laughs> JR's, it's got kind of a cowboy decor on the inside. Like, there's, like, Texas longhorn horns on the walls and pictures, like, silhouettes of cowboys roping stuff. Got a thing hung above the light switch behind the bar that said, we don't call 911. Yeah, so if you have a food allergy, don't go there. They'll let you die. And in fact, that we don't call 911 had uh, a pair of six shooters like next to it. And a couple of bullets on the ones. So it's entirely possible if you have a situation that requires 911, they might just put you out of your misery. Instead. They may be incapable of distinguishing between humans and horses. Yeah, they might, yeah, they might think of you as livestock when you come in. But the food's pretty good. It was all right. Like they gave us a burger. It was tasty. Yeah. They gave each of us a bur- an individual burger. Yeah, to we- their credit, opening week, they opened, well... First day of opening week number two, I think they opened on the first. Uh-huh. And uh, their burger was cooked well. They were super duper busy because opening week. Sure. They were pro- uh, They had a lot of staff. I was going to say they were understaffed. They were understaffed for the number of people who were there, but they think they had more people there than they were supposed to. They had a lot of people. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was all right. Like, they actually cooked my burger the way I ordered it, medium mm-hmm. rare. Which is which a good... Which literally good. never happens sure. at any other restaurant. They cooked mine fine. Like, it tasted like a burger. Yeah, it was fine. I liked it. I'd go there again. Uh, this is a good ambiance if you like um, watching waitresses stare daggers into the backs of one another like they want to kill each yeah, other. Yeah, there was one waitress. Like we, we were sitting at the bar, and so the bartender was our waitress, and she was bringing us our food. And she would prepare drinks and then put them on a little like sideboard and then yell, Drink runner. Drink runner! Because she had a thick Brooklyn accent. That's not true. That was a lie. Yeah. Uh, but she would yell for a drink runner. And sometimes she would yell, Drink runner all day. And sometimes she wouldn't include the all day and i don't know what the difference was oh i never caught that yeah like it only happened a couple times that she'd be like drink runner drink runner drink runner all day and i'm like i want to know the difference but i don't want to ask you uh, if i'd noticed i would have asked and so then there was another there was a drink runner who just hated being yelled at and she'd be like Arr! yeah at the she, bartender she's seriously like like every time the bartender turned her back she like daggers into yeah. her like she, she, they're, they're gonna kill each other it's, one of them will be dead there will be murder uh but the drinks they brought us were good i had a beer I, too, had a beer. And they were good. They were good beers. But that's because they were, you know, like... Beer. Branded beer. Like, we, it was a blue moon. Like, that's just what and the, the restaurant's like. been open for a week. They haven't really gotten to a point where... Because it was previously a big boy. So it's yeah. not like they reused the the, the yeah, beer yeah. lines from before. They're brand new. They, yeah. didn't, they haven't had a chance to be, not be clean. There wasn't beer in a big boy. Although I've often been in a big boy and thought, I should be drinking a beer. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're in a big boy, and especially if there's no breakfast buffet, mm-hmm. yeah, it's you should be drinking instead of going to big boy. Yes, it's true. Uh, what else happened at JR's that's worth mentioning? Uh, prices were fine. They were what you would expect. Yeah, they weren't bad. Pretty much like Applebee's or whatever. Yep, you can, you can get them. The fries were good. Did they have malt vinegar, did you ask? I didn't ask. You didn't ask. Their okay. fries are beer battered. So I was like, this feels wrong. They were to fine. put vinegar on. Also, it just feels wrong. Like, they were fine. They were pretty good. Mm-hmm. But, like, I didn't feel like they were malt vinegar fries. You so know? on the whole, we were reasonably happy with JR's Bar and Grill. We would yep. go back. We'll probably go back. Beats the hell out of uh, whatever that dirty diner we've been going to next door is. The, the Mile and Coney Island? Yeah. The, like, the like frozen dirt patty burger <laughs> restaurant. Not a fan, huh? No, nothing about them is good. Everything about them is unpleasant. You're going to hurt their feelings. They don't listen to this. And if they do, they didn't get this far after the Galoog business. A minute and or two and even if they did, they should know your restaurant is bad and you should try harder. It's got a lot of Galoog in the food. Especially since there's a, like a slightly legit restaurant next door that is going to put you out of business. 
Yeah, yeah, probably. So this has been our first restaurant review on the mildly alarming podcast. How many stars do we give them? Uh, well, I don't think we. I don't think we really give twelve. I don't think we really no, give star 13. ratings. Thirteen. We, we we can't give star. We're a board game podcast. We okay. can't give star ratings. We need to give them a rating of how many copies of. I was going to say Settlers of Catan, but that's not a good rating system for Like, you. yeah, zero would be the best review you could get. Right, right, right. And How? one would be like, you're a failure, close your restaurant. I, I got nothing. I don't really have anything to follow this up with. I lost track of it partway through. We could just call them meeples, and they're the same as stars. How many meeples do we give? Out, out of five of, or ten? Out of uh, six. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to count to six. You go one, two, multiply by three, six. Okay. <laughs> Three, like that's like what average? Okay, let's 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 go this way. If I suggested it before we podcast two weeks from now, uh huh, how likely are you to be like, no, let's go somewhere else? Given the choices of fast food that is also a gas station, <laughs> or that dirty diner, or the Mexican place, I would say fifty fifty between JRs and the Mexican place. All right, so we're we're it's a top restaurant in Milan is what we got going on here, folks. I don't think 50 50 makes top anything well there's two there's three total you took one out of the you took one out of the running (laughs) right and then you split 50 50 that's top it's tied for top (laughs) it's also tied for bottom no it's above the diner (laughs) the two that i left (laughs) it's above the diner though so it's not at the bottom of the mile and barrel incredible okay fair enough how about you uh it was a little pricier than i like because i'm cheap Right, but the real reason, well, no, not the real reason, a reason that came up as we discussed reviewing a restaurant on our board game podcast (laughs) was maybe we can get free food. We didn't this time because we didn't bother to ask. But what if the food was free? If the food was free, I would say let's go there three times a day. (laughs) And this is why I don't trust reviews. Oh, yeah, they're completely biased. But no, they're they're great and accurate, and we would like to go back to JR's. We gave, uh, what Milan? was his name? Curtis? No. Last week. Shoot. It starts with a C. <laughs> Corey. Corey. We gave Corey a good review. Curtis. Re- we gave Corey a re- good review for $50. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it's not true. He didn't pay us. Also, our review was kind of scary. Really? <laughs> like, it wasn't bad. It was just like, well, what, what did he just post on Twitter? Like, at, thank you for being so gracious after a kind of stalker slash creepy start. I'm sorry I forgot your name, Corey. I can't tell different <laughs> names that start with C apart. Apparently. Johannes which is why I told you my name operation. is Johannes instead of Chet, which is my actual name. Your actual name is Corey? <laughs> yes, Tom. Amazing. It's good to meet you, Chip. You're an idiot. <laughs> well, if you have suggestions for next week so the episode can be less of a absolute disaster from beginning to end you should send them to us quickly so we can do something with them uh, on twitter at mildly alarming you could send it to us by email at mildly alarming show at gmail.com you could post in the comment section on the website at www.mildlyalarming.com you could also put them on facebook.com slash mildly alarming something probably show i don't know mild yeah yep show mildly alarming show uh you could leave it in the comment section after a five-star review because despite this being a complete train wreck of a podcast episode a you podcast. love us just so much and that's why you're still listening on itunes or on stitcher or eventually maybe now but i'm not really sure maybe not yet 
depends on when you listen to this, on Google Play Music, or you probably can't review us at all, but you can still listen on TuneIn Radio. Man, if they actually listen to this, they'd be so mad that I can never remember what they're called. TuneIn Radio! Or... You could just eat a big old fistful of galoog, and as the fever dreams take you, you could uh, speak your question to the giant bear cat wallaby with a banana face that represents our podcast in that delusional world. And then what? It'll tell us. Or we'll know because it's us. It's kind of a confusing metaphorical thing. You're the banana part. Thanks. I'm the wallaby. See you next week. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Tom Rich, host of the Mildly Alarming Podcast. And I'm Johanna Stauffer, also the host of the Mildly Alarming Podcast. But a different host. There are two hosts. We're separate people. Not just separate heads on one body. You may have recently heard some allegations about our show that were anything but mildly alarming. They were rather alarming. Quite alarming. Pretty dang alarming, truth be told. The allegations included... But we're not limited to... Attempting to kidnap Harrison Ford with a huge net... Building an army worthy of Mordor. Stealing all of the popsicles from the cooler before the children could have any. Fighting the Loch Ness Monster. Getting the Loch Ness Monster drunk. Talking the Loch Ness Monster into getting a tattoo. Tricking our friend Pat into wearing hats. Riding the subway wearing nothing but a smile and a penguin costume. And, finally, conspiring to use an advanced drilling machine to plunge Iceland into the frigid grasp of the North Atlantic. We want you to know that all of these allegations are completely untrue. Absolutely unsubstantiated. The ravings of a diseased mind. Just, like, straight-up lies. You should not, under any circumstances, believe a word of it. Thank you for your time. Right. That's taken care of. Did Nessie's tattoo come out okay? Yep. Ready to start the work on the Iceland project? You're damn right. All right. I'll take the left leg. You take the right. All right. And march. March.